everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, people accuse the Mormon church of just being a big business. And so yeah. we're going we're to talk about an example where they weren't acting like a business at all. No, they didn't no, no. call their, you know, their believers customers. <laughs> yeah. We, they, they, there have been a lot of things about the Mormon church lately that have made me go, wait, I, you're, they, they're still not paying taxes, right? Why is it? What's going on? Anyway, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Our customers, I, we, we mean our members, no, our fellow they Mormons. Mean, they meant their customers. Our subscribers. I, I mean, our, our, our Mormons. Oh yeah. Our members of our customer base. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan. Yeah, I would like to start off with a story about an exorcism. And I know the exorcisms are scary. Are they? I don't know. I think they're creepy. I think they're funny. I think I stuff like that. Like, I don't I'm not like bothered by that. I think there's like secret powers or anything They're But they're creepy. Like the fact it, that people no, are buying into it and and there is stuff going on like there's yeah. creepy like they set a mood right well it's and just it's like also a, it, it's also like you know like andrew gold said that we had on the show a while back uh it's there's something what's happening is that there's a person being traumatized oh, there's a person yeah. who's already struggling yeah. yes who's then being traumatized yes uh, by someone who is not qualified who well i mean i guess a priest is qualified to traumatize you but yeah. definitely not qualified to fix your problems yes well dan the police in lackawanna county uh pennsylvania okay um were called to the local home depot Yikes. Uh, to break up an exorcism in the lumber aisle Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That is just so many shades of wrong. Uh, the, Were they several... trying to exercise lumber prices? Because that's really the problem here. There's no, a demon in the price of lumber in the United States right it, now. But it wasn't the prices. It was um it was being the exorcism exorcism was being held for the trees that had been turned into lumber. <laughs> What? Yes. Uh It was so it wasn't it, it wasn't like a person was being was was like flipping out in the aisles. It was like they were going after the wood itself. Yeah, this was some weird like mother earth meets like weird catholic some, so, some sort of <laughs> conservative christian it's, like, it's practice. The catholic exercising demons. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure entirely what what it was. Um they in talking to one of the police officers uh at the at Dixon City Police Department, uh he says there were two people hanging out in the lumber department doing their little exorcism thing, he says. Uh some people at the store started picking up on the fact that something was happening and that was not necessarily normal. Uh, police were called to the store and they were ex uh, escorted out of the building. Um, and he says that it was, he says that it was more of like a seance maybe. 
Um, but huh. the media picked up on it and is calling it an exorcism at Home Depot. Um, the, they're not pressing charges. They were just ex, uh, escorted out of the store for, quote, bad behavior. Interesting. Which, I mean, there's cuckoos everywhere. Um, but uh, you, that's not it. That's, you know, there are things that you, you know, see at the Home Depot. <laughs> that's, right. Yeah, that's not the thing normally. That's not the thing you normally see. Like you'll see, you'll see ten people actually taking a dump in one of the display toilets before you see one of those. <laughs> oh my god, that's that is nuts, ball, nut balls. That is, this is why you shouldn't mix uh, your Catholicism with your Druidism. That's uh, it's with it's your just home improvementism. With your home improvement, yeah, you're just it's just gonna lead to trouble. Leave the Sm DIY out of it, please. Smudge your wood when you get home. Don't do it at the store. <laughs> That's the lesson here. All these poor people, they clearly they probably live in a house made out of wood as well. I mean, everything's made out of wood. Everything's made out of wood. Wherever you go. Yeah. I I mean, I I I have it hasn't even occurred to me that I need that there might be demons in the wood. <laughs> Although that's why you knock wood. Did you know that when people knock on wood for luck, it's because uh, they, they used to believe that there were spirits in the trees. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And they were yeah. good luck spirits, so you'd, you'd want to wake them up oh. uh, if you need good luck. That's interesting. So uh, apparently they're trying to kill luck is what they're trying to do, <laughs> expunging the spirits from trees. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm going to take us to the Mississippi. Can uh -oh. you Can you... Can you spell it backwards? Oh, I P P I S S I S S I M. You said I P P. Okay. Anyway, Mississippi is uh, is uh, getting sued, uh, and by the good guys here in this case, um, a few, uh, several atheist and humanist groups have banded together, uh, including the American Atheists, the Mississippi Humanist Association, um, and a few other non-religious. Oh, and a few, a few, a few residents of, of the state. Uh, and they're suing because the license plates there. Now, lots of states have in God we trust license plates, uh, right. including our own fair state. Uh, I believe you drive a car that says in God we trust. <laughs> For work, I do. I do not yeah. own the car. I know. But yes, I am forced to drive. <laughs> Much to my, like, I have protested. Yeah. And my employer is not keen to change it. Oh, <laughs> I'm well. so pissed. I am the atheist driving around. If you see an atheist driving around in Salt Lake with, in God we trust, it's me. So. <laughs> okay. So anyway, here's the the difference here. Now, now we that license plate shouldn't even exist uh, in a in a country that is supposed to have a separation of church and state. Correct. Yeah. Continues not to really. Uh, because back in the 50s, they made the phrase, in God we trust, the national motto. And then and so all all challenges to that uh, have have gone nowhere. However, it, Mississippi is different in that that is the only free license plate you can get. Uh, if you if, the, it's if, the base license plate. It is the base license plate. Right. And if and if you want one that doesn't say in God we trust, you have to get a specialty plate and the specialty plates are $30 extra per year. Ah. Uh, and 
you can't get a personalized uh, specialty plate. So the only personalized plates available have to have this In God We Trust on it. And it is a it is a basic right in this country to be able to get a vanity plate. Right? It is, yeah. Like, well, I mean, at very is... least, it is a right to be on a, on a level playing ground with everybody there else. There you go. Yeah, that's fair. So, fair enough. if anybody can get a vanity plate uh, with a that doesn't offend their sense of their moral sensibilities, then everybody should really be able to. And that's the thing is that like, uh, you know, uh, just like, um, the lawsuit, the lawsuit says, and I believe this is true, that the phrase in God, we trust is rooted in hostility toward non-Christians and atheists, uh, intended to convey the message that non-belief in the Christian God is un-American. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Yeah, it is. it's very true. Like yeah. the phrase itself is uh, is intended as a marginalization of those who don't conform to the majority religion. So, uh, so there you go. The suit is underway. Uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal, and uh, it will be a big test of our currently really fucked court system <sighs> to no see kidding. If, if something can get through. I don't. So, have, I don't have high hopes. Um, no. I mean, it would be, yeah, because they they always fall back onto the whole. It's the motto, right? right? And now, it should be you, struck down as the motto. Like it's it is an inappropriate motto for a country that's supposed to, in theory, have you know secular government, right? And a, and a multiplicity of belief systems. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, you know, I now they're very clear. This lawsuit is very clear that it is not suing to. Uh, it's not challenging the motto itself. Okay. Uh, it is not, and and they're not seeking. I don't think they're seeking money. I think they're just seeking uh, injunctions against the commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Revenue to make it uh, so that they to to forbid. Uh, Extra, uh, charging additional fees in order to uh, to get something that doesn't say in oh, God We Trust. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So there's a chance of success here. I feel like they're you know hmm. the fact that they're not trying to get a big payday uh, and that they just want to be able to drive a car that doesn't literally go against their uh, religious, yeah. their sincerely held religious beliefs. Right. Or lack thereof. Yeah, uh, it seems like it seems like there's a chance that this thing could go through. That is interesting if you start to cast it into the sincerely held realm, right? Because Which the, it the, is the courts. Yeah, exactly. It absolutely is, and the courts seem to have been so willing to carve out those spaces because they've been right? comfortable with the 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 people and they're carving out the space currently, yeah. right? So it is a test, and that's we'll see. Yeah, I still don't have a lot of faith that. Anything will come of it. No, I there. I have, you know, I'm I'm not big on faith in general, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Well, I wasn't I, using it that way. I know. I'm just saying. I I I have I have established no beliefs on what will happen here. I am just watching. <laughs> I'm right. agnostic. Okay, Dan. Okay. Uh, a little dust up in Italy. Uh oh. Oh my God. Uh, having to do with. Uh, hundred-year-old treaties and whatnot. 
between the Vatican City and the nation of Italy. Uh-oh. Um, Vatican City being its own country. Yeah. And, and not... It is interesting. The article talks about the treaty being between Italy and the Catholic Church. <laughs> well, that, which, I mean, they, which is, is there a difference one in the between, same? Yeah. But there is the political entity, right? The right. sovereign nation uh, of the Vatican City, right? right. Um, but here's the deal. Italy is currently working on a... Um, anti-homophobia law um oh. it passed the their lower house in their legislature um, good a, well a while done, back um and it's supposed to be or is currently being considered by their senate and and it's actually interesting like it, it's designed to make violence and hate speech against lgbt people and disabled people as well as misogyny a crime, right? What will it Italians do without their misogyny? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Um, but the the it, it's it's it, they're not sure how it's going to do in the Senate. They're not one hundred percent positive. But the Catholic Church decided that they were going to get into the fray, uh, and they are worried, of course, about their rights to be bigots against gay mm. people. Yeah. And to oppress gay people. Yeah. And these are very important uh, religious rights that they churches... Fundamental tenets of, <laughs> so of the Catholic Church. It, it, it just seems like... And, and like, if, if you make homophobia a crime, well, what are they going to do? Right? <laughs> um, we'll just be sitting around with our thumbs up our butts. We don't have anything <laughs> to do if we can't hate some folk. What are we supposed to do about that? Well, they sent over what is called a note verbal, I think, oh. uh, something along those lines. Was it verbal? Um, it, anyway, it's not much of a note. It's sort of considered to be in diplomatic circles, this, um, uh, very informal, um, but official, uh, communication between one state and another. Right. And so they sent this over to the, the Italian, um, they don't call them, uh, like an, like an embassy or they don't call them consulates? embassies when they're at the, the Vatican, okay. they call them something else. But anyway, so they sent it over to the Italian, one of those. And, uh, and so it was official from these, this government to this government right. and they are against Italy doing this. And they're <laughs> it was, it was literally just a picture of the Pope with his eyebrow raised, <laughs> <laughs> but they're citing this old, like, um, treaty as saying that you know that they're able to practice like Catholicism is basically like uh, you know protected very much you know you right. can't touch yeah. Catholicism in any way shape or form you can't do anything to inhibit their practice and blah 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 in fact it wasn't until 1980 that this that this treaty was actually revised and and the Catholic Church was demoted uh, from being the official source religion, you know, right. state religion of, of Italy. Anyway, um, their prime minister, Mario Draghi, um, has rebuffed the Vatican criticism. Nice. And he is stressing that the country is a secular state and, um, 
he says that um, our legal system contains all the guarantees to ensure that laws always respect constitutional principles and international commitments, um, including the concordat. That's the name of the, their weird little thing with the church. Mm. Secularism is not the indifference of the state to the religious phenomenon. Secularism is the protection of pluralism and cultural diversity. He says, God damn it. Italy's doing better than we are. <laughs> well, Drag Mario Draghi, uh, he is a, he's a known technocrat. Like this guy is, he's, 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 and he, he, I believe he was like way up in like the European economic council or something or other right like he's he's like a big deal like he is he's widely recognized as like this government intellectual type and somehow they currently have him as their their uh, prime minister i'm and just so, saying like that country is so often just a shit show uh and mm -hmm. now and and they have now like, they've got us licked we are yeah. the shit show this is and not they're, they're they're looking like a <laughs> yeah where's berlusconi can't we get right? Berlusconi back? Yeah. Like, Where was that guy? For those of you who don't know, Berlusconi was basically their Trump. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, I don't know tons about Mario Draghi, but I've heard like positive things about him. And now there's this and it's like, oh, wow. Well, good on him. Yeah. Who ever heard of an Italian anybody standing up to the church and being like, dude, cool your jets. This isn't about you. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm very impressed. I'm very pleased with that. Yep. Well, I'm going to take us uh, away from a, uh, a, 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 not a less disappointing country and to an increasingly disappointing country of Australia. No. Yeah. Not the Aussies. Yeah. I mean, I, God, I love the Aussies and I, I'm desperate to go to Australia. Mm -hmm. So don't get me wrong. I, this isn't about the people, but I will say this, uh, they, yeah, they don't have everything sorted out. That's for sure. Um, I mean, who does really? Nobody, nobody yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Italians are the current front front runners. Apparently <laughs> we're in, we're in so much trouble. We're in so much trouble. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the, uh, Here's the thing. One of the things that they don't have sorted out in Australia is that they haven't managed to get rid of the Anglican Church yet, uh, which, which uh, none of us have. Uh, they they're still always around, um, but the Anglican Church has been uh, problematic, uh, and I'm going to talk about one way in which they've been problematic in Australia, and that is. They still like this whole misogyny thing quite a lot. It's oh. baked into the dough. It is dyed in the wool. They <laughs> are on board with it. Um, so I got a couple stories really quickly. One of them is about uh, the, a school called St. Luke's Grammar School. Uh, this is a grade 10 uh, people. Uh -huh. And the, the students... Uh, were in a class were separated uh, to uh, male and female. Uh, oh. They all went off to their separate rooms. Oh, and uh, basically, were they, <laughs> they going to get like the sex ed talk? Like, kind of. Okay, kind of. Only this is how an Anglican school does it. 
The girls were were trotted away uh, and given articles to read about uh, staying virgins uh, until marriage and why that's super duper important. Yeah, of course. The boys, on the other hand, were were given a a task which some of the boys later described as build a bitch, which was (laughs) what that they were to rank the girls. Uh, they what? Were supposed, it was a. They were given a Rank? point system, and they were supposed to to allot twenty five points uh, for qualities that they would look for in a girl. So what? So there were qualities. There there are six point qualities, five point qualities, four, three, two, and one point qualities. Oh, and you're okay. supposed to like, you know, figure out which which qualities uh. We, you know, you've got twenty five points to a lot, and uh, and what it, what it, what are you going for? The thing that stands out is which uh, qualities are worth what, and and where they put those rankings because uh, it's shocking to me. Okay, just shocking. Even for religious people, this is shocking. Six point qualities include. Uh, popular, good-looking slash attractive, intelligent, okay, strong Christian. You'd think that, yeah, that one I get they want it to be a, a higher point thing. Kind and considerate, trustworthy, and virgin. Those are the, those are the big <laughs> ones. Those are the good ones. That's... Okay. I just... Popular and good-looking and attractive are, the, are, are right at the, the highest point on the list. Wow. I just can't imagine the creep factor of the guy that put this list together. Anyway, five-point qualities. Physically fit, easy to talk to, fun slash sense of humor, and wise. Oh, okay. Wisdom. There you go. Okay. Four-point qualities. I'm not going to read them all, but four-point qualities include sporty slash sexy? What? Uh... Those are two different spices, by the way. Right? Spice girls. Exactly. Don't try to <laughs> tell me. That those in, are... You're not going to get that in one woman. Right. Clearly. If the Spice Girls taught us anything. Right. You can choose one or the other. And she also can't tell me be what posh, you want, nor what a you baby. really, really want. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, also in the four point category are goes to church, which you would think is much higher than f- five or than four points. Honest is four points. This is down there. What? Similar interests to you, four points, and friendly. Uh, okay. Three points include such things as great kisser and owns a car. Um, <laughs> but also includes ambitious goals, mm. as well as well-dressed and groomed. I don't know. I just Two points if things like the right height good at school brave slash stands up for rights <laughs> and socially competent uh. so that, that's a two pointer right there oh you, you, you probably don't want to waste your time with someone who's brave and stands up for rights that's, <laughs> that's a troublemaker is what that uh. is oh and then God. in one point uh, you got uh, the, she has your favorite hair color or eye color has money, 
Um, sincere and serious are one point qualities. Sincere? You don't really need that. Sincerity. That's. I guess once you fake, once you can fake that, you've got it made. Okay. Um. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, also, Cares, you ready for this one? This is a one point quality. This is a okay. this is a bottom of the barrel shit burger quality, which is cares for the world. <laughs> okay. What the fuck, Anglicans? What okay. are you doing? Here's the deal. Whoever designed this thing, they thought they were making one point with this, and it's actually the opposite point because the yeah. like, like you what you're maxed at twenty points. 25 25 points you can build a pretty awesome person with a ton of low point things oh yeah right let's just throw this all thing. of the one two one and two pointers on there and i've still got plenty of room yeah no no kidding right and then like you can throw in something like you know she has a car right you know like you yeah. got plenty of space for that uh and you can also you have space for fun yeah, or sexy, right? Like these right. are these are important things, you know. But like, totally. But yeah, like, they put like Christian up there with like <laughs> strong yeah. Christian. That's what they called it. Strong right? Christian, and, it, and, and it's like taking up all this room. Yeah, right. Fuck in, that. In your twenty-five qualities that you potentially yeah, exactly. can get, right? Uh, yeah, like they. Oh, yeah, the, don't. Yeah, don't waste your points on fucking. Strong Christian or popular or whatever. Virgin. Just, yeah, definitely do not waste your points on virgin. <laughs> and then the other thing is that this can happen. This falls, this, that story falls hard on another story. So I just oh. combine them because what is the, because you'll be shocked to learn that the same uh, church that produced that beautiful exercise is also the one that a new report that was out this week discovered that they uh, that people who are in that church are far more likely to uh, to have experienced like women who are in that church are far more likely to have experienced abuse than huh. in the broader population. Wow, really? So I wonder. Sh- I wonder how shocking. that happened shocking that that would happen nobody saw it coming nobody I, I mean it is it actually is shocking it's far worse than anyone was predicting yeah uh but yeah the uh it, it's it's significant it is a significant margin uh that yeah if you're an anglican woman you are more likely to be abused than just the general population of australia huh wow so apparently wow. these uh, misogynistic teachings have gone wrong somewhere, and I just can't figure out how that works. Well, and they have, you know, real-world effects. Yeah. You know? Yep. Not for nothing, right? Like, you can't yeah. teach young people these things, and it doesn't, you know, yeah. have you can't, long-term social effects. Like, you can't teach a woman that her only value is in her virginity and her church going, and then expect her to, like get out of crappy relationships that you yeah. shouldn't have gotten into yeah or whatever. no kidding right all righty well dan yeah did we ever talk about uh, Wait a minute. sorry i'm gonna pause and just say i wasn't victim blaming there the opposite side of that is also the case that uh you can't teach men to to devalue women as just sort of objects with certain qualities like like you're building a car and then expect them to treat that woman like with respect and care I good, just want to make catch, sure that because that yes 
That is not what, yeah. I, yeah, I was just was... like, wait, wait, there was another side of this. Why didn't I say it? I'm okay. So good. <laughs> I needed to get that in. That's, that's a more important fact. Uh, but yes, women yeah. should value themselves and men should value should women. Should not be taught to, to yeah. To yeah. Be Both of those things. Yeah. Two things. Yeah. All right. Did we ever talk about, uh, sister Lucy? Uh, if, a couple years ago, maybe was was that was 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 that the uh, the missing link nun? <laughs> no, or okay, yeah, no. But but um, I do want that but, to be a sitcom now. Yeah, or I love Sister Lucy. This is, yeah. See, <laughs> I like it. We we got a couple of pitches for yeah, Hollywood yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, well, when when you hear this, uh, you might like Sister Lucy. Um, oh, okay. This this story is coming to us from um, the Kerala region in, of India. Of India, great. Um, yes, that is the that is the Christian area of of India. That's true. Yeah, that's actually true. Predominantly um, Christian. And uh, well, a couple years ago, there was an incident um, involving a a nun, uh, I believe, in her convent, who was raped by. Uh, Bishop Franco Mula Call, um, and um, and she and a, and, a, and a handful of other nuns protested publicly protested um, ab- about this and against uh, this uh, this bishop, uh, this rapist bishop. Nice. And um, but this caused the. Um, the Franciscan Clarist Congregation in Kerala, uh, which she was a part of, uh, to uh, immediately uh, seek to put her in her place. And when she wouldn't stand down, they kicked her out and told her to get out of the convent. Well, well that doesn't surprise me. I mean, you, like their whole gig is just shut down shut up or face reprisal. So yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, and so she, uh, she started to go through sort of the Catholic church's court system. Sure. Right. Yes. It's all very weird. Um, which is, which is always fun to hear about because <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's, she's been appealing and appealing and appealing and all the while she has refused to leave this convent. Um, And uh, let's see, she was initially dismissed on the grounds that she was, quote, violating her vows as a nun through her lifestyle, which included, get this, uh, driving a vehicle. Okay. Writing and publishing poems. (laughs) um, And I'm sure those two they were willing to overlook uh, if she just had not lent her support to the protests for the nun who had accused the Roman Catholic Bishop Mulakal of repeatedly raping and sexually assaulting uh, the, that other nun. Okay. Um, and so she's been going through this whole thing. Well, they have officially uh, kicked her out of the order um, and uh, they've she's exhausted every um, possible um, appeal and uh and so she's they're they are evicting her at this point all the while uh bishop mulakal uh who's actually in the official 
like Indian legal system charged with rape is currently okay. out on bail. Of course he is. And it doesn't of sound like anything. There have been no consequences for him in the Catholic legal system, but right. she is one tough cookie. Like, um, she, she is very serious and I just have to be like, okay, good for you. you. Know, Thank I, you. Here's the thing. It's one of those things where you want her to win because, uh, mm. because fuck them. Yeah. But you're also happy that she lost because get the fuck out of that relationship. That was an abusive relationship yeah. with the church. Yeah. And you don't need to be a part of like that's Why do you toxicity keep subjecting that yourself to it? Yeah. You don't need in your life. You're not going to reform them. So yeah, reform it is interesting. She out. is. Yeah. It's she's fighting to get her way back into that system. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, my good for, you know, good for her. It only goes so far. Right. Like. Right outside of this thing the only good things that she's done that have been published about is drive a car and write some poems you know right so um well, I, those yeah. are things i agree with those are those are good things you, you um, like car driving and and poem publishing those are those yeah are two. Th- those are things that people should have rights to do yes indeed including nuns for, why yeah. would they be banned from driving a car uh, i mean it's you know, that gives them a little bit of freedom. And there's, <laughs> that's not good. The traffic no. is terrible in India, so I've heard. You know, well, it's, it's it might just be it's, dangerous. It's really just the cows in the way that are the problem. <laughs> that was my experience anyway. Right. Uh, well, I interesting. I'm going to close us out with our good friend Jim Baker. Now, uh, mm. if you'll recall, um, about a decade ago, last year. Um, that we had this pandemic going on. It feels so long ago. Like 2020 feels like a, a, a hundred years ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you'll recall, Jim Baker had a solution for the coronavirus. Uh, it was going to either cure you of it or, you know, if you haven't gotten it yet, it's going to keep you from getting it. And this was his silver solution. It was essentially like a colloidal silver, Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, there was a there's a tiny bit of silver, or so he claimed, uh, in in this you know goop that he would sell you, and this was not cheap. Um, <laughs> to get the silver solution, you were supposed to contribute eighty to one hundred and twenty five dollars to the ministry. I mean, silver ain't cheap, right? Like <laughs> silver in that in those trace amounts is plenty cheap. <laughs> You don't need 80 to 125 dollars. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, eventually the uh, the U.S. government got on him and was like, "You need to stop this right now." Yeah. Um, and they did. Uh, the Food and Drug Administration and the Federal Trade Commission were like basically going around and warning every company that was doing shit like this to knock it off. Um, but beyond that, um, the the uh, attorney general of Missouri sued uh, Baker and uh, and his ministry, Morningside, uh, because uh, basically they were defrauding people. Um, and it's and that lawsuit is being uh, it has been settled. Um, so oh, Baker really? is. Uh, Baker has paid back, uh, has made restitution to several of the customers, 
and will have to pay back uh, an- at least another ninety thousand dollars to uh, to others. So. Okay, so I saw a clip of him this week talking about the dire financial situation that they're in this must be it right is he just like oh my god i'm gonna have to pay so much money and like uh, now he's spinning it like morningside's gonna close down their maybe operations. but doesn't he always say that i think i think that's just this, his standard pitch this was like this was like this was new this was oh, okay. desperation and i was like whoa what's going on over there yeah this is i mean He's into it, uh, over $150,000 to settle this lawsuit. So, uh, so yeah, but, and, and what's great is he's still claiming he didn't do anything wrong. Of course not. Um, that, that's part of the settlement is that he's admitting no wrongdoing, but, uh, I think we, but we definitely talked about this back when it was happening. Mm Um, when, when he had, uh, Cheryl Selman. Uh, that's not. It's not great when your name is Selman. Uh, referring to, <laughs> she was apparently the naturopathic doctor and natural health expert. Just a mm. just a, a quick hint to all of our listeners, and I'm sorry if you uh, didn't know this already. Naturopathic doctor means definitely not a doctor and doesn't really know anything. But it's natural. It does have the phrase. The, it does have the the most of the letters of the word natural. It suggests that nature. It's natural. Yeah, nature. Yeah. Uh, they might be. They might know a little bit about nutrition, but not much. Not really. They just. It's just a bunch of hoodoo. I promise you, it's just a bunch a bunch of hoodoo. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah. There you go. They. Uh, they're actually having to pay, and apparently, as you say. They are they are suffering a little bit because of it, but I can't imagine that they're suffering that much, because when you prey on old people, you uh you get paid apparently. <laughs> yeah. It works. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway, uh, uh, that look if you want to write to us about anything, if you want to yell at me that natura- naturopathy is uh, totally valid, you can do so right into. Uh, <laughs> podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. We've got some of those that we're going to be playing in just a sec. Hey, Dan. Hey. Yeah, so you want to? I know you want to play a clip. I don't know what it is. What yeah, is no, I haven't. I haven't played this for you. <laughs> I saw it on on the Tickety Talk. And, oh, uh, that's why I missed it. And you're too old for that. Uh, so <laughs> I, hey, you're I'm, older than I am. <laughs> I am. It's true by a month. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is a this is a pastor, and I don't really know anything about him, but I know he used to play football. And uh, we're going to hear him talk <laughs> okay. about it now. All right. When I was a uh, teenager, I liked football. In my freshman year of high school, I joined the Decula High School football team, and I was a starting strong safety on the Decula High School football team. I loved it. I loved beating people up. I loved it. It was fun. It was exciting. And if you don't like that, then go enjoy your sissy soccer games and leave me alone. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. That's a communist sport. I'm against communism, and I'm against soccer, and these pretty leg men running everywhere get on my nerves. Amen. You leave me alone, you weirdo. Hallelujah to God. 
against you, leave me alone. And uh, so I played football because I'm a man. Because I have testosterone in my system, not estrogen, testosterone in my system. I'm, I'm feeling a snare on that one. Amen. Boy, it, they, they've, Christianity is off the rails. It's off the rails. It's off the, the what? The fact he, that he's he, saying this, <laughs> and with amens interjected, right? And hallelujah and, to God. Yeah, and the audience is kind of laughing, but they're also right there fucking with him. The, and they're like, yeah, but like you can tell. I mean, the clip has everything. It's got the misogyny. <laughs> it's got the homophobia. Mm -hmm. It's got the uh, it's got the communism for no apparent like where I I didn't think you'd be able to squeeze it in, but he managed it. He <laughs> I'm managed surprised the there's not thing. a mention of Nazis, right? Well, uh, yeah, he probably is uh, is a little. He, yeah, I'm guessing he's not a hundred percent against Nazis. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's <laughs> the that would be the problem there. It it he is uh, woo. That was a. It, I, it was just a whirlwind, wasn't it? Oh my god! Like, how is that church? That's, that's, that's church. Not church. That's I, I don't know. What, I, I I just don't know. I don't even. I don't know. I don't know what they <laughs> believe anymore. It's they're not Christian anymore. Like I know that. I know that. Right. Like like people might mention his name every once in a while, but but I, yeah, they're, they're they're bending the message. These conservative Christians are not Christians. At all. It's amazing to me. I well, I mean, that's what Christianity is now. So they are Christians, and Fair the enough, thing that you're thinking of is not what is not Christian. The thing that <laughs> the thing that you're imagining Christianity to be that would be way better. That's not what it is. This <sighs> is what it is. It's football, and I'm a man with testosterone. Hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, somehow, like the UUs are more Christian than these people. Yeah, and they don't even way ever say more. his name. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they literally cut him out of Christian Christmas, but like, like, at least they paid attention to what he said. Yeah, somehow it's so. Uh, oh yeah. God, very disturbing indeed. Well, we had some folks write into us. Uh, let me pull that up. Here we go. Austin wrote in and said, "Hello, I'm Austin, and I have a question. How do atheists, you guys particularly?" Deal with death and tragedy. Oh. I have lost three really dear friends slash family members in just two months. Oh. A childhood caretaker, an aunt, and a grandpa. Hmm. I'm having trouble navigating this shitstorm. Hmm. How do you guys deal with death knowing you will never see them again? This, hmm. especially, this is especially tough since I'm a closeted atheist surrounded by theists. Oh, Any God. help or advice would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Dude, yeah, it this the last thing you said is probably the hardest part of all of this, which is yeah. being surrounded by a bunch of people who think that their platitudes and their moralizing are helpful. Right. Uh, the secret is that they're what the things that they say. Oh, we'll see them again in the next life, or oh, they're in a better place now. God just needed another angel. Any of those things, those aren't helping them either. They're just pushing the, the feelings away rather than dealing with them. That's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So don't think that they have an advantage over you just because they have a bunch of like things that they can say to each other and pretend like it feels better. Right. The truth is 
Yeah. All of those people, just like you, lost somebody. Yeah. And they know, at least, the at minimum, they know that they don't get that person for the rest of their time here on Earth. It's still, like... It's the it you're right, Dan. It's the same loss. Yeah. Because like, I'm sorry, I don't like you can tell yourself as much as you want to that you get to be with the person, you know, in heaven or whatever. Right. But um I don't know. Like it always felt like like a sm- very, very, very small comfort to me. Right. Yeah. It was like, yeah, but what about like our life? Like we like Clearly, by the way that we all live our lives, it's really important, right? Like, and this is all like, we know. Yeah, this is if the only th- like. And this person more, is now gone. They can't. Yeah. They're not here. Like, this yeah. is a profound loss. You know, depending on how close you were to the person and who they were, but like, it's to lose someone close. It's profound and hard. Yeah. And the way to deal with it, um, I don't think I have any good tricks uh look talking start, to somebody yeah about you start it is good start with that that yeah. i mean if you need to if you need help with it get help yeah that's great yeah find a therapist find other people to talk to the secular therapy project is right there for you uh look into that if yeah. you need to like there yeah. are lots of ways to get help but the main thing is you just have to feel those feelings yeah and you just and, yeah, you do. There's there, there's no shortcut to that. There's no like, like there are ways of doing it that are safer than others, and there are ways of doing it that are maybe more skillful than others. Question mark. But the main thing is just know that it's okay to be grieving. Yeah, that's yes. That's fine. It's not. It doesn't feel good. It's so deeply painful. Yeah, but it's what you have to do. It's what you have and, to do, and it's also. Um, something that you can allow yourself to do. Whereas your religious family, they're not facing reality. Right. Right. You get to face reality. Right. Yeah. It's a different, it it seems more painful. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, we don't, we don't have any hope in terms of seeing someone again. No. Uh, and, and that feels more stark and, and more chilling and, uh, and and it, it can cause a lot of dread, but the truth is that like that's just how it is for everybody, and at least we're fa- we're owning up to it. Yeah. So uh, it's it it is a bumpy, awful road for everyone. Um. And yeah, the religious people around you are going to make that even harder. But just know that they're going through something too, yeah. and uh, and they're just doing the best that they know how to do. And you can do the best that you know how to do, and and you'll be, and then that's enough. I don't, hmm. I, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say, but do do seek help if if you if you feel like you need it, that's fine. Yeah, definitely, definitely go after it. Uh, you know, it's your you get one shot at this life, and you need to, uh, to to process all of this stuff, um, in the best way you can. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's play a, 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 a voicemail, shall we? Yes, indeed. We have someone else who's looking for some advice. Oh, well, you've come to the wrong place, but we'll, <laughs> we'll give it anyway. Hey, Frank and Dan. 
second time calling here, but another topic that I would love to hear your advice on um, is currently Father's Day, and my time right now is spent visiting with my parents. Um, and unfortunately, uh, I am the only atheist in my family. And it's it's hard because they don't quite understand um, when I visit them why I, why I don't go to church with them. And to top it off, my father said that what he wants for Father's Day is for me to go to church with him. Um, it was a huge, huge part of the church when I was a kid. But the problem is that I it was just so toxic, very cult-like, and I just couldn't take it anymore and walked away and honestly have been the best <laughs> I have ever been in my entire life. And unfortunately, they just don't quite understand that. So my uh, question is, how would you guys approach the situation with um, something like this where, I mean, my father wants me to attend church for him on Father's Day. However, I have made it abundantly clear that um, that is something that I will no longer be participating in, and um, it's just I, I'm not I'm not willing to enter into that toxic environment anymore. Love to hear your opinion. Thanks again. Bye bye. Well, I know I know that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like I've I've been through basically that exact same thing. It wasn't wasn't my father it was my grandmother but it was the same sort of manipulative um you know guilt trippy like can you do this for me on my special day type thing right right and um yeah doesn't doesn't feel good because you're being manipulated right i i, I mean i i it was just like they're you know when a when a loved one does that they're trying to corner you and force you into doing something that you don't, you clearly do not want to do that you haven't done possibly in years as it was in my case. Right. And, uh, and more than years, probably like a, well over a decade. Right. And, and so it's just, yeah, I, 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 how do you handle it? Like you just respectfully just say, no, I'm sorry. Like that's something that you do. Um, and I don't, you just say, no, dad, you get a toolbox. That's what you get for father's day. <laughs> what else could I give you? I got you I, I'll get here. Look, here's uh, a, here's a gift card for your favorite tie, uh, sh store. So you yeah. can get a new necktie. No, I feel like, I feel like part of this and, and you and I, Frank, I like the, you and I are both talking about this because I think we come at things differently. You and I mm. have different tactics for how we deal with our lives mm. because my impulse for this situation. And the point here is uh, that you don't have, you need to decide yours, you, what to do because you're the one that knows your father. You're the one that knows you, you know, the family dynamic. We don't. So right. we'll never be able to give you like real specific advice but I can tell you that what I would do, uh, the way that I would handle that is a much more head-on approach, which is to sit down with them and just ask them to like, t like be frank with them about my situation. Be open and honest and say, look, I know that this is a thing that you, that you guys love and that is very meaningful to you. But I have to tell you, it was traumatic for me. 
and it was hard for me and i i don't it, it's not something that i'm going to ever go back to and i need you to accept that uh and i would just be as head on and as and as um vulnerable but also like powerful in my position as possible and again if you know your situation and that's something that would work great go that route but as somebody who uh who knows how well or not that would go over with his parents <laughs> yeah right again like like, like i are... like i you, you just you stand your ground you say it nicely um and you just kind of leave it at that right and, and it's like, no, I'm sorry. That's something that you do. I don't do that. Was, I mean, that's, that's probably verbatim what I said to my grandmother. Right. Right. Like, you know, like that's, I don't, so I they, don't go to church period. Right. And I, and I'm sorry that, that I'm not going to do it with you on your special day, but you have to understand that that's a line that I, I, I just don't cross. And I, I, and I heard from the call, the caller say things like that it's toxic environment, right? Like, yeah. Like she does not want, like, like I, I know that feeling of it, like being really triggering to step foot in that old chapel. Right. right. I've, I've, I've agreed to go on sort of midweek stuff a couple times. Right. Mm. Like not the, ch the, the, the Sunday church stuff. Um, and just and going into the building. It's just rough. Yeah. It's yeah. just rough being in the building. Um, and, and I would say that people who th there's probably a likelihood that the, the 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 toxic environment that 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 the parents enjoy might have also found its way home <laughs> mm -hmm. right and so that relationship could be really a tough one a really and sometimes all you can do is just stand your ground and say no that's that's something i don't do and just yeah leave it simple you know i think the one the the, the unifying that, that conversation thing. you just described dan uh -huh. I wouldn't even be able to get two sentences into it with my parents right. before it fell apart and it was, they were, um, the victims that they were being blamed for something or attacked. They have a hair trigger for those yeah. kind of things. Right. So, and that's, yeah. So you, you have to, you have to navigate that uh, in the way that makes sense for your situation, but also the other thing that that Frank, you and I did not disagree on. What's that? Don't go. Oh, like yeah. If, if, if <laughs> you don't want to go, yeah. don't cave into them. Like yeah. that's like that's the one thing that like I th I think if if it's that toxic for you to go, like yeah. I go to church sometimes and it's like I'm like I just like kind of laugh it off and I think it's weird and I and I watch it for the theater and I I'm fascinated by the people there and whatever. If that's not where you're at, if if it's toxic and traumatizing for you, fuck that. Don't go. Yeah. I love that. All right. Um, hi, Frank and Dan. This is from Anonymous and Happy Atheist, uh, who says, I, like many ex-Mormons, have a lot of stories, but there's one I'd like to share. You mentioned in a podcast about how women are always supposed to be happy, <laughs> except mm. when they're crying, of course. <laughs> which are the two stages even of then, Mormon women. Yeah. Even then they're supposed to be like happy and grateful. They're just crying for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I grew up in a small town in Utah in a very strict Mormon family. When I was 18, I became pregnant, and my boyfriend told everyone that he dumped me because I was sleeping with a bunch of other guys. Oh. Cute. That's a really sweet thing to do. So, I'm pregnant in an all-Mormon small town where my ex-boyfriend tells everyone that I'm a slut. Oh, I was wow. having a very hard time. But Mormon women are supposed to be happy, right? I had a job at the local grocery store. I knew everyone was talking about me, but I kept my head up and just tried to smile through it all. My oh. bishop called me into his office and told me that I needed to stop looking happy in public because a lot of younger girls looked up to me and I might give them the wrong idea oh. about sex and my sins. My God. Holy shit. <laughs> that is... Here, could I... I, I made you this red A that yeah, I would exactly. like you to uh, to put on, please. You you don't seem uh, <laughs> deeply ashamed right now, and we really could use some of that in the community. So <laughs> if you if you would just please make sure to uh, to don a oh. look of contrition and uh, and just feel shitty about yourself, oh, that'd be great. Brutal. Oh my God! Wow! <laughs> oh, Mormonism, man. That's that is, is some is fucked up shit the, right there. The email, or is that the? Oh no, that's it. That's that's it. I mean, there oh. there was more. I, I I I I needed to edit for length, but that was the yeah. crux of the thing. Oh my God! Well, pretty amazing. That's a new one for me. You right? That's totally new and that's a... mind blown. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap! Small town religion, like. I, heavily religious small towns just get out just get no as soon kidding. as you can no fucking kidding. leave the town anyway there's nothing uh, good if you're a member of the predominant group right yeah there probably is a small town there's probably that one you're either baptist or something else L or Lutheran mormon or, or whatever, something yeah. else and like if you're in the majority wow right yeah i was in the minority and it fucking Sucked. Yeah. Small yeah. towns suck. <laughs> they really do. Uh, <laughs> but sorry, they're so charming. Sorry, small town dwellers. The, the charm, but the Surely charm. you agree, Frank. right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, we had another voicemail. Uh, this one. What? What is this one? Uh, oh, this one um, is... A friend wants to tell us about uh, his kid in school in Florida. Yeah, exactly. Because we uh, we because of the, the the new law about the moment of silence that just yeah, just passed. Yeah. All right, here Ugh. we go. Oh, and and he's also going to reference a suggestion that I made when we talked about it. Oh, okay. hey Frank and Dan, love you guys. Been listening since near the beginning of your show and listen every week. But I had to call to let you know my daughter is going into the tenth grade here in Orlando, Florida, this fall. She's pretty much an atheist and was free to reset path on her own with her mom religious and me uh, an atheist. This morning, I was just talking to her about Ron DeSantis passing the law requiring students a minute, of, a moment of silence to pray or reflect or whatever. My daughter rolled her eyes in disgust. I told her to at least be respectful and just sit quietly or maybe even play on her phone. But seriously, Dan, no joke, no lie, I was thinking the same thing and suggest to my daughter that at the end of that session she could audibly or just within hearing range mutter, Hail Satan, 
just to be provocative, and they have no grounds to punish her. Knowing my daughter and some of her friends, they just might try that. So I wanted to let you guys know, thank you for the great show and had to share that idea with you. Love you guys. Happy Pride Month. Happy Juneteenth. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> Get out. Oh, I hope they do it. Oh, I really hope please they do it. Please let us know if they do. Yeah. Please, yeah. please, please let us I know. I mean, something tells do. me that if they do, we'll read about it in the newspaper somehow. <laughs> like, so, like that's going to explode. So I actually probably don't wish that on you, but yeah. I kind of do because I want it to happen so much. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, okay. that would be so great. That would be we. I will defend you. We will. We will all come to your defense if you if you need like legal help or whatever. We will. We'll get you the legal help that we, you need. That's a major promise. Well, I mean, we're not going to pay for it. You and I aren't going to pay for it. But like, we'll. Oh, the we'll community. Hook you up we'll with, crowdfund some stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we we've got people here. We we can, or we'll just hook you up with the FFRF or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. There you uh, go. Yeah. Just I'm I'm just trying to encourage this. I just want this to happen. Uh, okay. Um, and this is from M, who writes, "Hello, Frank and Dan. Your friendly neighborhood. Your friendly. Oh, I wrote neighbor. I said neighborhood, but no." That's the wrong N-word. I, I was thinking Spider-Man. This is not Spider-Man. Your friendly Nigerian atheist here. I was moved by the spirit to write into the show when you brought up the story about the infamous Nigerian pastor, T.B. Joshua, who passed away a few days ago. Being Nigerian, I can assure you that, his, that in his death to me and to a lot of other Nigerians, there was absolutely no love lost there. Uh, there was even an entire discussion on Twitter about who he was when he was alive. Because, yes, he did do some good, but boy, did he do some terrible things. <laughs> Many people shared stories about losing sick, sick loved ones because they believed in his bullshit, holy, they believed in his bullshit, holy water, and healing stickers, and all that nonsense. Mm. In fact, a guest house in one of his churches collapsed in 2014, killing 115 people. What? And not only did he refuse to take responsibility for it, he did little to nothing for the families of the victims, and he even bribed journalists to cover the story up. Hmm. You mentioned his homophobia, and honestly, that's another discussion in and of itself. I could go on and on about the pastor worship that goes on in this country. Anyway, <laughs> I love the show. Uh, thanks for giving me something to look forward to every week. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There are wow. there are shitbirds everywhere, and uh, and he was he was he was, he was special. a special one. Yeah. He was yeah. <laughs> Yikes! So that dude. Special. So special. Glad, glad he's gone. Glad he's gone. Oh, indeed. Um, listen, friends. There are lots of ways that you can support this show if you like it. Uh, one of the first ways is to uh, is to just tell uh, write a review of the show. Oh yeah. If you listen That's to true. us on iTunes, or even if you don't, uh, but you have iTunes, you can go there, write a review of the show, tell everybody that you like it. Not unlike Felix M, who wrote, "Simply a fan." Love hearing these guys while I'm working. I'm surrounded by by religious bigots, so I can't share the hilarious things these two uh, make me laugh about. My coworkers <laughs> just think I'm crazy. LOL. <laughs> well done. 
So good job, you. Uh, and uh, you know that's an easy. That's the free thing that you can do to support us. That gets our, you know, gets the the word out a little bit more. So that ha- helps with our algorithming, where <laughs> as we surf the algorithms. But then there's another way to help us, Frank. How do how how else can people help us? Well, they can do like these kind folk did that I'm about to thank. Um, you can go over to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab and sign up to be a patron on Patreon or um, give a donation on PayPal, however you want to do it. Um, but yeah, we have two new donors this week, Dan. Two new patrons. Okay. Uh, we have a new deacon by the name of Nicole. So thank you, Nicole. Wonderful. Thank and you so a, much. And we have a new teacher by the name of Damien. So thank you, Damien. Wonderful. And uh, and as always, Dan, we have our top donor. Actually, no. We have our top donors. Our it's co our, our, our co-lords and saviors. Is that how we sure. decided? Sure. Yeah. So uh, we have Austin. Woo! And Demonium. Amazing. Haven't done uh, that in yet. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, the point is, we love you guys. Thanks so much for all for your contributions. And uh, it's what keeps us going. Thanks, guys. More show coming up. Hey, Dion. Hey. Did you know that we didn't really grow up in a religion? We grew up in a business. <laughs> we... We sure as fuck did, <laughs> and uh, and as we've talked about for a few, uh, just a little, a few years now, a thriving business. Oh Jesus! No like kidding. The biggest hedge fund, one of the biggest hedge funds in the world, yeah, uh, is the Mormon Church, uh, and also they have other businesses. Now you, I didn't actually like read the article, but there was something this week about. Mormons buying a a bunch of land in Hawaii and a, and a bunch of ranches and stuff because yeah. because they can so the two like a pro- hundred million dollars right and yeah property they just purchased right which yeah. is uh which is just a pittance to them uh <laughs> considering they have well over a hundred billion dollars so sitting around for in in their rainy day fund. <laughs> But here's the other thing. Now here Mormons love to talk about how their church gives so much. How right. it, how how you know it's uh it's just such a giving church. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. when you compare the amount of giving that they do to the amount of earning that they do, it is it is significantly lower than you than Mormons <laughs> would like us all to believe. Um, right. But there are things like, and most, the other thing is that most of their giving, the vast majority of their giving is to their members. And I've mm. heard stories, I, you know, this never happened to me personally, but I have good friends who, you know, couldn't feed their families. They, they couldn't afford to feed their families. They couldn't afford, you know, they were really struggling financially. Right. And they go to their church, they go to their bishop and they say, look, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to tithe for right now because i have responsibilities in real life right and their bishop says no no you tithe you give us money 
and then we'll give you food and we'll we maybe we might even help you pay your mortgage and stuff and yeah that's how they work their angle is yeah, you still crazy. give us money we'll and they even if it even if what they're giving back to this person is more than what the tithing is the tithing is what's important and that's how they work that and and that's how they, they keep them locked in yeah they never want you to ever think that not giving 10% is okay. Yeah. There's under no circumstance is it okay. And so, yeah, they keep that as the qualifier and they will pay for like, like you said, mortgage, but like house, like, like just your bills, right? Yeah. Like your, your cell phone and, 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 and whatnot. Right. Yeah, like when I worked for a cell phone company every now and then a Mormon would come in and be like, and, and it would be a check from the church. Right. Paying Ugh. their bill. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're paying like Netflix for people at this point. <laughs> I, that would surprise me probably. But what else are they supposed to do during the pandemic? Like, well, that's a good point. <laughs> it, well, they can they can sing a hymn. There uh, you go. Here's the point: uh, they do give, but it's it, it's not like it's not no strings attached generosity. It's not you know right. what I mean. It's not right. charity in that respect. Um. But one of the things that they do when a bishop, when, when someone goes to the bishop and says, I need food, they send them to the bishop's pantry or the bishop's storehouse, Store yeah. uh, which is, uh, which is a, an institution here uh, uh, for the church. And it has a whole, and it's basically like shopping. It's stocked with all kinds of canned goods and whatever. And you just sort Bread of take what, and cheese and, and dairy, all sorts of dairy products. All from like their own operations, right? Like they bake or the bread from their, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They so, can the whatever it is that you're getting. Yeah, and they have a pretty big operation here in the here in in Utah. I don't know what it, I, and that and that operation actually like goes out to the whole country and possibly to Canada and some other places too. I don't know. Um, but here's the thing: they make all this food. They don't just give it away. There's more than that, and I kind of. And what, so I saw a tweet from the, I, you know, I follow the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who are the Mormons, uh, on Twitter. And uh, like last week, they tweeted a thing that said, quote, production is up at the Deseret, Deseret is a Mormon word, you don't have to worry about it, but Deseret <laughs> Mill and Pasta Plant to help customers increase their food storage and to assist in the church's humanitarian efforts in New in North America. Now, Wait, what? Uh, the word that just jarred the fuck out of me <laughs> was customers. Because to me, that's just them admitting outright yeah. that they are just a fucking business. Oh, God. They that's are so a, painful. They are, a, they are profiting. And here's the thing, their workforce for this stuff is largely voluntary. Yeah. They like yeah, that's Mormons true. are expected to I when I was a kid went in to work at a place that they call Welfare Square, canning goods and helping, you know, pack cans and whatever. Really? You did yeah. that? Huh. I did. Wow. I actually but I then I had a panic attack and I walked home, which was like <laughs> five miles. Sorry. So there was that. Yeah, but it was nowhere near where you lived as a kid. It's true. It's not. Um, 
So anyway, the the thing is that uh, that it's not they they are using free labor. Yeah. To make a bunch of food, which the bulk of it they are then turning around and selling to the very people who worked to to make it happen. Uh, which it's is shot because and there's the other thing. They are more however effective you think Jim Baker is at like convincing people that they need buckets of food. <laughs> and that is, you know, he's basically operating on the Mormon model here apparently. Right. Uh these guys have made it clear that every Mormon family should have it used to be a 72-hour kit. That used to be what you were told to have. Make sure that you've got enough food to feed your family and enough water to, to you know, to keep your family alive for 72 hours. Yeah. And somehow, over the course of time since we were kids, it's gone up to two years. Well, to be fair, it's moved around. Because when we were kids, the very first one was, I think they said like three years and nobody did it. This is the way I remember it, at least. Wow, I don't remember it, three and years. And then it went down to a year. You should have your year supply, right? And so everybody's always talking about their year supply. And then they couldn't, like, a lot of people did the year supply, right? Yeah. But then they started leaning in hard on the 72-hour kit. And then they bounced back up to leaning. Like, at least my recollection or my experience of, like, observing what my parents were fixating on, like, collecting uh -huh. up. Like, that's how it went for me was that it was like, and I only ever heard tale of like, oh, yeah, it used to be three years. And I don't know if that's true. That's just what my parents said. But um, let me tell you something. If you meet a, a, a devout Mormon family, <laughs> there is a really solid chance that in their garage, they have a five gallon bucket of unmilled wheat uh -huh. just sitting there. Yeah. Waiting for an apocalypse. That's been and, there for years. And here's the dirty secret. Even. They have no idea what to do with unmilled wheat. Oh, my mom like, did. Oh, some of them do. A my, lot of so, my mom some, had had a, a a wheat grinder that she could turn it into flour. Okay. And there you she go. and it was and it was a it was a special what? like survival kit one. You could like a use, hand crank. Yeah, well you you had an electric motor that you could use now. But then in the end days, you know, there may not be electricity. So right. here's a hand crank for you. So you'll still oh be able to ba break your bake your bread in your electric oven, BT dubs. Right. right. Like they didn't solve that problem. No. But uh, um, they'll, they'll figure out a fire pit or something <laughs> when the time comes. I'm just saying, like, they feel super prepared. They're but not. if the shit hit the fan enough that they needed to crack that wheat bucket. A, it's rancid. I promise you it's already yeah. rancid. Yeah. And B, uh, you don't know what to do. They yeah. will not know what to do with that wheat. My uh, mom they always tried to like, she knew she had. She was supposed to like cycle through it, that that's how, like, you can't let it right. get bad. You're right. supposed to replenish your, your supply, right? Right. Uh, rotate it, right? And so she tried like crazy things with the wheat. Right. Like, I remember this one morning, she like fried a big frying pan of wheat and like served it to us. And we're like sitting there, and it's like, yeah, squeak, 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 as we're eating it. And it's like, it's like, what in the hell? Like, if I had been like me, but five, I'd be like, what the hell, mom? What, the what are you fuck feeding is us? This? What, what, 
That was oh the only time God. she tried that. Yeah, but. they they are the original <laughs> and the continuing champions of Doomsday Preppery. Uh, but but yeah. So anyway, there's that. So but the main point the, that I'm making yeah. is that the way that you stock your two year supply of food yeah. is you pay the church that you volunteered at for the food that you helped them to package. Yeah, it's one of I guess it's one of the sources. But there I mean there are other there are comp, there's a small cottage industry, probably not even that cottage in this state of oh, like yeah. food prep like prepper supplies, yeah. right? Totally. Um but I mean if you think about it like this whole idea of like I'd never really thought about them seeing the, the membership as customers right before the before this conversation right like that is it's like such an amazing thought but then when you when you loop back and you're like oh no wait they own a, da a daily newspaper they own a tv station that largely you know a couple of tv stations now there's like yeah. byu tv that like produces programming for their membership and i don't know if it pays for itself or not but you know um they have plenty they, they have all these different profit. ways of sort of not just the tithing, but other ways of funneling money back to the church from the membership. Like they yeah. try to keep this like closed ecosystem as much as you can, right? In a right. modern setting, it's not pioneer Utah anymore. But like, right. um, but that's what they did back then too. Um, totally. But all of these like church-owned businesses and the whole—I'd never thought about it in the terms of like the whole point. Probably is still to this day. To just make the money back off the just membership. maximize their profits, it's and you know when, when we talk about them buying land or buying ranches or whatever, they yeah. they own a significant portion of Florida. It's like, a, a statistically important amount of the state of Florida. It's is a owned whole by the, number percentage. I can't remember what it is, but it's not yeah. like some fraction, like little tiny fraction of something. Right? Listen, no, if you they fucking own a chunk and also like wyoming if you own 0.05 of percent of florida that would be huge but they own more than one it's like two it's like a percent it's like huge <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> i know i don't they know own what more of, of, of florida than the walt disney company yeah yeah disney yeah. looks like chumps compared to these guys <laughs> Anyway, that, there you go. Uh, I, the, the, the real fact is that uh, the people th whose butts are sitting in the pews are the customers always for yeah. these churches. That's amazing. Uh, and and that, the fact that one of the churches accidentally slipped up and used the correct word <laughs> doesn't mean that it's not true right. the world over. Absolutely. So That's I, amazing. Yeah, I, I just feel like how can they justify their tax exempt status when they're actually using the word customers i don't know anyway maybe you guys can help us sort it out uh feel free please write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 yeah hey go to the facebook page facebook.com slash tgi atheist and click the like button so that we can capture you in the electronic net <laughs> don't make it sound like that it's very uh, nefarious <laughs> we have nothing but bad intentions 
And if you would just maybe like to chat, you can. Um, we have two uh, online communities. The Members Only Lounge is what they're called. There's one over on Discord. There's one on Facebook. You can find both of them by going to thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you, dear friends, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.